Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylive.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. We're going to start a new series today called Chain Reaction. And um, I got that old song going in my brain, Chain Reaction. That's a little 80s right there for you, Cody. So, uh, uh, and it sounded better than that. And, and, and watch it be some horrible song that I just introduced. Or I don't know, it maybe have some horrible meaning or something. But anyways, um, uh, anyway, today I, I want to I start a series called Chain Reaction. And over the next few weeks, we're going to really... Um, towards as we're marching towards the end of the year try to re- really talk and set some things in motion um, talk about our values talk about who we are as a church uh, try to set some things in motion and today uh, you may not have realized this but it's a really 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 big uh, in the next hour here um, not just my preaching but what's going to happen at the end is really, really big on whether our church um, moves at a faster rate. And it's not because I'm going to take an offering. So, but it's, 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 God has got some big things for us, but we really need this, this today, this message and this, this message, first message called Chain Reaction. And I, I, I looked up what Chain Reaction means, and it's this, a Chain Reaction is a sequence of, of reactions where a reactive product or a byproduct causes additional reactions to take place. It's like a domino effect. Getting, that's where the graphic comes in there. And, and in a chain reaction, this is, the, this is something I thought was really cool. In a chain reaction, this is Wikipedia's definition here, in a chain reaction, positive feedback leads to self-amplifying of chain events. So it usually happens through a chemical reaction or something like this, but it, it can, it, and where a chemical reaction continues, you have a positive uh, reaction, and, and it continues to move forward in motion. And in this today, and what we're talking about today, of course, it's not a chemical reaction, but a, a, a byproduct of what you and I do and what God does. That's what this series kind of kind of be about, what God does, what we do, to, to create a chain reaction uh, for the church in the world. And so this is going to be a very visionary um, next five weeks. And so I hope you're here for every week because it's, it's really, really forming for us uh, forming for us next year in a big, big way. So today, I am going to start this chain reaction with four parts. And the first is, we're just going to call this message, the call. So the first thing is the call. The second thing is the answer. And the third thing is the reset. And the last thing is multiply. So I want you to stay, say those four things with me. Would you do that? Say call, answer, reset, and multiply. So let's talk about that because that's what I want to see happen. That's the chain reaction 
that I want to see happen in all of our lives and in our church. We're going to look in this series through the life of Abraham, and we're going to walk through that life, and, and one of the, he's one of the most important figures in history. How many of y'all were raised, well, you don't have to do this, but y'all, y'all remember the song, Father Abraham? Y'all are going to sing that tonight at 2 a.m. You're going to say bad words about me because you're going to be going, Father Abraham, how many? If you were not raised around Sunday school or all that stuff, you don't even know what I'm talking about. But if you were raised about, I remember one night at like 2 or 3 in the morning as a little kid waking up so frustrated because I was going, Father Abraham, how many? Because they did that through the entire vacation Bible school when I was in there. And so, but but Father Abraham. So I'm going to give you a fun fact based off of that Father Abraham, okay? A fun fact that you may or may not know, but there are three, the three major religions or faiths, let's put it that, the three major faiths in the world, which together account for half of the world's population, looked to Abraham as their father. Isn't that unique? Okay, I thought it was. So, so uh, I, I love the story of Abraham. Because life did not just happen to him, he happened to life. And he didn't just go with the flow, he redefined the future. I like people like that, proactive people, people that are involved in the process. Don't just let life come to him, but they're involved in life. They, they happen to life. And, but when this story starts, he has nothing. <laughs> nothing. He is going to be a guy that has everything, but when the story starts, he has nothing, and he's not a kid. He's childless. His life is like a cruel joke. It's full of promise, but nothing's coming from it. He seems to have this destiny that's been laid upon his shoulder. But, but, he's nearing the end of his life, people. And he's got nothing. He has nothing. It seems like his life, again, is like a a cruel, cruel joke and that life is almost mocking him. Destiny laid upon his shoulders, but nothing, nothing. And many of you today are in the same spot as this guy we're calling, I've been, since we started here, called him Abraham. But in the, when the story starts, they called him Abram. Abram just means daddy. Later on, he's known as Abraham, and he's got tons of offspring, and Abraham just basically means big daddy. All right? I'm just making it real easy for you here. But so we got Abram and we got we got Daddy and we got Big Daddy, but the Big Daddy thing hadn't all happened yet, and we see a name change and all of that's coming, but at the moment he has nothing and God is and that may be exactly where you are sitting today, and all of us at some point in life are going to be at that seat at the table where there's destiny because all of you have destiny. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right here already. A lot of you have destiny. Every one of you have destiny laid upon your shoulder, but but God has destined your life, but there just seems like nothing has happened. 
It just seems like there's no eternal significance from your life. It seems like your life may have been a cruel joke. Lots of, lots of, lots of promise, but no fulfilling. It just seems like maybe uh, when you look around you, you don't see anything happening yet or what you do see sure is not the, seems like the fulfillment of what you were supposed to be. Abraham is going to have to walk a path. He's going to have to step onto a road. He's going to have to walk a path towards significance. And it is the same path that you and I have to step out on. We have to walk this path too. Whether you're young, whether you're middle-aged, or whether you're elderly, it does not matter. You have to walk the path of significance. And so I'm going to jump into Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, which is where we're going to start the story. And here we go. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Uh, no big deal. No just big. I mean, we just walk right past that like it's no big deal. He just told him to get out. He just told him to step out. He just said, leave everything you know and step out. Big, big deal. Verse 2, and I will make of you a great nation. By the way, in my message, this is the call. This is the call. This is the first part of your story, Abram's story. It's the first part. This is that, that first domino, okay? It's the call of God. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. And if you and and if you in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. But right now he doesn't have anything, and he's being asked him to any even what you have. I want you to walk and step out. The call. In the midst of great darkness, God calls a man who barely knows who he is and one who is childless and tells from him he is going to make a great nation. This seed will be like the stars of the sky. And, and, and they are going to, people are going to follow you and People, you're going to be blessed and, and, and you're going to bless the whole earth and you're going to understand and feel the power of God in all of this. It's a promise. And not only is this a promise for Abram, but it's a promise. It's a promise for you. Father Abraham had many sons. Why is it a promise for you? It's a promise for you. Oh, you got to leave. You said, to make a long story short, short, Abraham's descendants in the line was Jesus Christ. <laughs> was Jesus Christ. And through Christ, salvation is offered to the entire world. And we are who are in Christ, the church, you. Somebody say amen. amen. 
you are now commissioned to take the news about Jesus to the entire world so that that seed can continue to multiply. Doesn't that make sense? You are part of the inheritance. When he laid his hand on Abram and said, you're gonna be blessed, you're part of the blessing and you're part of the future of the blessing. It doesn't stop with Abram. It doesn't start with his few, few kids. No, it starts with, it goes, falls down, flows down all the way through the church of the living God. Somebody said, I received the promise today. Now, I should have said this. Somebody say, I received the call today. That's what we should be saying because it's the call on the church to make your mark, to be difference makers, to change the world as we know it for the kingdom and the power and the glory of God Almighty. And I'm gonna tell you, are you up for the call today? Are you up for the call? So I'm gonna ask you, Abraham's call presents each of us with three questions, and I'm gonna ask three questions today, and I want if you don't write anything else down, I want you to write these three questions because I want it to be things that you continue to ask yourself through this series to make sure that you're, that you're answer, that moving forward, you're answering the call the way that the Lord wants you to, and so these are very, uh, these are questions that will kind of penetrate your soul and really cause you to re- recalibrate in your life, and so there's three questions you need to ask yourself. Here we go. Once the call comes, three questions because that are going to help you with the answer. So the call, and then now we got to we have to answer. God calls and I have to answer. So I'm going to give you three questions to help you in that, all right? Number one, am I really following God? God said, hey, come out from your people. I want you to come out and I want, to, I want you to follow me. I'm going to give you the direction here. And so I have to ask myself, am I really following God? The call comes. The answer is come on, come on, and I'm out there. God, where do I go next? That's what I did. And so I ask you, am I really following God? And this is a question, it's such a big question because it, it helps you find out who's really in charge of your life. You are God. His command is Abraham to Abraham is intentionally open-ended. He didn't say, Abram, I'm gonna pick you up here and I'm gonna set you over here and I'm gonna do it all for you. That's not what he said. And that's what sometimes people get confused in the church. I get saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, what a bad time. I mean, boy, you know, we get. And all of a sudden we think, picks us up and he just moves us over here and now I'm, I'm, I'm multimillionaire in God. Just put your hand towards the screen. God's going to send you a limo. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we went from this and we think it's from that. And all this part up in here, we're going, God, I signed up for this? Really? I thought this was smooth sailing. I thought this was easy. 
God said to Abraham, go. And Abraham said, where? And God said, I'll show you later. God said, I'll give you a son. Abram said, how? God said, I'll take care of that. Just follow me. One man said it like this. It was as if God said, just close your eyes to Abraham and take my hand. And I think that's a beautiful picture of what God is asking Abram to do and really the descendants of Abram to do. Just close your eyes and take my hand. But God, what about? How will? Just close your eyes and take my hand. And I see so many people unwilling to do this. They're unwilling to do this and when considering following God, they want to know. God, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Well, God, if I surrender everything, where are you going to make me go? Do I have to become a missionary? Do I have to change careers? Do I have to break up with my boyfriend? What if you tell me to change some part of my life that I really don't want to change yet? God, am I going to have to become one of the most annoying people who put Christian bumper stickers on their car? Is that, do I have to go around and everybody just say you're blessed? Everybody you're blessed. Do I have to tell every clerk at Christmas that says happy holidays, no, it's really Merry Christmas? Do I have, is that what I signed up for? Is that the Christian commission? Is that what God's called me to do? Really, God, is that, is that, God, if you'll tell me how I'm willing to jump in, and I used to, as a pastor, would try to sit down with the people and try to answer all of these questions of what, then and how, and then I realized that this was just people wanting to know exactly where God was wanting to take them before they follow him. They really want to know, God, where's the B? Where's the, where's the end of the story before I start? And they want to follow God without getting out of the driver's seat of their life, and that is an impossibility. They want to take out any chain reaction, and that is not possible with God. God sets up the process. He says, I'm going to give you the call. I'm going to set the call in motion. I'm involved in that process in life, and I'm saying, Go and, 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 and move and operate and step out. And, 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 and he's given you the commission. It's the great commission. I'm giving you the commission. And then, and then I'm going, but, but God, and he said, just step out. And I step out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, God, could you help me? He just close your eyes and follow me. It's called faith. 
Faith, 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 faith. God doesn't come to you to, to serve as an onboard navigation system that constantly suggests to you that, that, that you, that you, that you, you know, no, you didn't, you didn't follow me there, so you didn't follow me there, you didn't follow, no, 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 no. He doesn't come with suggestions. He comes as the new car owner. He steps in and says, I own this car. This is my car. This is my life. You've given your life to me. Pastor, this don't sound like something's going to fill up the church. This don't sound like something. No, no, it's a call, and not everybody steps to it, but the people that step out to it have to bring an answer to the table of whether they're going to follow God or or not. We want to know the what of his will. He says that all that we should matter is the who. You're not going to know the what. I just want you to know me. I just want you to know the who. So just close your eyes and take my hand. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes and take my hand. I'm coming off out down here. Come here. Come here, big old guy. Come here, big old guy. Just close your, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes, all right? Are, do you really have them closed? Oh, yeah. You look like you got that squint at Christmas where you're kind of peeking. <laughs> Is that the way you serve God? <laughs> Come on. Just walk. Just walk. Just walk. There you go. There you go. There you go. Now I'm, I'm believing you really got them closed. <laughs> oh, it's all smiley and good, huh? It's all smiley and good and... Until until we start, until we start, until we start, until we start climbing. Right, left. Right, left. You're at the top. Feels pretty good, don't it? Yeah. You got it all figured out now? Y'all missed the sermon in the move. Y'all missed the sermon in the move. As soon as you think you got it figured out, God says, I, want, I got somewhere else I want to take you. Don't you ever think living for God is boring. Don't you ever think, well, I got God figured out. I've been going to church since I was a kid. Man, there's nothing else to experience. The only reason you would say that is you're not following God. Because everything about following God is a journey that is exhilarating. Right? Left. Right? Left. You hear your girlfriend over here, don't you? Yes. Right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. And then there is those moments. There's those moments when I don't feel him. I'm just being honest with you. I wish I always felt him like this. But there's sometimes I go to prayer with big things. And I'm like, Hey, God, you out there? Just know the who. You don't have to know the how. Just keep stepping. Just keep walking. Right, left, right, left, right. 
God, I want to know all. I want to know the whole will of God. I want to know the full direction of God. You're doing good, buddy. I'm, in fact, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. I'm never going to leave you by yourself. You may not always feel me, but just know, just know I'm here watching you because I'm your father, right? Oh, you're going to get cocky. Well, that fits into the story. We didn't practice, but you need to be here next service because that was really good because that's acting like the rest of us. Right? Oh, great. He went left, and the God said right. <laughs> Boy, or does, this, does this preach right here? I, all of these points, I, would you go sit down? I'm never going to get to the rest of my message. I mean, we could preach. All, let's give it up for, for Matt. All of those points we could preach because it's the step of faith. It's the walk of faith. It's, it's, and so, so here we are. Close your eyes. Take my hand. And, and I want to move to one more thing on this first question. And you're thinking, my God, he'll never get to the rest. But listen. Before I move on to the second question, this was a calling Abraham had to respond to personally. Chapter 11, I start in verse 12, chapter 12. Chapter 11 ended with Abram's entire family leaving Ur, you are Ur, going to Canaan under the leadership of Abraham's father, Terah. Chapter 11, verse 31. But then they stop halfway, set up camp, they stop, and they're not going any farther. So chapter 12 is God saying to Abraham, you come out all the way with me. And Abram's looking back saying, but God, we've come halfway. We don't know where we're going, but we've come halfway, and nobody wants to come any further. So literally what God says to Abraham is, get out yourself. Move out yourself. I want to stand, I want to, I want to speak to, I want to speak to especially all of our students today and our young, young, young families for just a minute. And I want to tell you this. At some point in your life, you have to make up your mind and make up your own decision to follow God. It's not enough for you to just be in a Christian family. There has to be a moment, and we hope it happens to you younger instead of older because it's going to be a sweeter journey for you, but there has to be a moment when you make up in your mind, I am not any, I'm no longer, any longer, I'm, I'm going to get it out here in a minute, going to serve God based on my mom and dad's relationship. I'm going to serve God because he called me out. Not my mama, not my daddy, not my grandma, not my grandpa. He called me out. I want every young family, every young married to stand up and every student to stand up. Hallelujah. I remember the call. Stand up real quick, real quick. Beautiful. I remember the service. I remember the service when I was a young man. I remember it like yesterday. And I 
I slid into an altar, and it wasn't a salvation. I'd already been saved, but I slid into an altar, and it was a God moment for me that for the first time I realized I'm going to serve Jesus Christ, not based on my great dad and not based on my great mom. I'm going to serve God because Nathan Keating absolutely wants to follow Jesus. And when you make up your mind, and when you make up your mind, it can come hell or it can come high water, it can come corona, it can be all of your friends backslide and leave God around you. And when you make up your mind, nothing. They can close the church down and I'm still going to serve the Lord. I'm speaking to you today. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise today in the house? Amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. I wish the whole church would just stand up and give the Lord a shout of praise. Would you do that today? Just a shout of praise. Hallelujah. You gotta answer the call. You have to answer the call. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the spirit of the Lord in this house right now. You may be seated. Second question. Well, this is not moving real quick. I got have three questions, you know. The next question is the call, the answer. Where is my security? I need some security. If I'm going to do this, I need some security. And this is the point where there's a reset in your life. If you're taking notes, after it says, where is my security, write reset. God wasn't calling Abraham to make God a part of his life or add a few tweaks to his morality. He was calling him to a whole new life. And this is one of the things that's so unique for people in the, this, this age right now. They sign on with God like they're buying something at Best Buy. And when the contract's finished, I'm finished. Or if everything don't go right, I may bail out on the contract. But that's not what God's wanting you to do. He gives the call, you answer and step out, and then God starts resetting your life. And oh, does God reset your life. And the question is, where is my security? He's calling him to a whole new life. In those days, family connections and land were everything. This is equivalent of God telling us to walk away from our careers and all that you own and step out and follow him. So I ask, you know, where's my security? Are you putting everything on the table? Here's the, the, the one sure way that you know what part of your life you don't really trust God in? This is, this is, I don't have this on screen, but I wish I would have. That one, here's that one sure way to know what part of your life you don't really trust God in. It's the place you won't offer him unconditional obedience. Where you say, not this. <laughs> I'm going to follow you, but not this. And God says, I want to really reset for you. I want to I I have a reset in your life. That's why in this church we do something called freedom. 
And if you've not been freedom, I'm asking you in February when we start this up, we'll be signing up before that, but to go through freedom. And if you've been through freedom, say amen. amen. Because freedom is a journey of a reset. It's a reset in your life. And when God calls you and you answer, then a lot of people have answered, but they haven't been reset. And they stop the chain reaction. God wants the chain reaction to continue, that there be a call, you answer to follow him, and then he resets your life. Man, I feel the Spirit talking to somebody here today. It's a reset. It's a do-over. It's a start-over. It's a moment when you go, God, you called me. I'm stepping out. Now, God, remake in me, create within me, change me, use me, flow through me. And now, see, that didn't last very long to my next question, my final question. And that is, have I offered my blessing back to God to be multiplied for his kingdom? God is a rich giver. And if anything, this is that, this is that multiply part. So we've got a call. We have an answer. God resets us like, boom, this is a do-over. The way you were living is now different than the way you're currently living. I want to change your heart, your mind, your spirit, your attitude, your talk, your conversation. I want to change who you are. And then I want you to step into a place where God begins to use you to multiply. God is a rich giver. He's a good father who loves to give gifts to his children. Children, but he doesn't give us blessing. I said, children. Y'all can laugh when I say something funny. It don't hurt my feelings. I think it's funny as long as I recognize it. It's real bad when everybody starts recognizing it and I go, oh, God, what did I do? So, so he, he, he's a great giver to his kids. He's a father who loves to pour out blessings on your life big time. But it's not simply for you and I to enjoy them. He blesses us so that we can offer those blessings back to God. We can give them back to God so that then he can multiply those blessings in the lives of others. That, the whole concept, by the way, I'm not preaching on this, but this is a good point to throw this in. The whole concept of tithing began with Abraham. And this is the reason why, because he understood the process that once he's, when he calls me, I answer, he resets me. Now what I have is really his, and so I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give him this God portion that he asked for. I'm going to put it in his hand and then step back and go, now God, watch how you multiply what I'm about to give you. It's the most fun, it's the funnest part of the journey. Key passage for this next few weeks is this, is this. 2 Corinthians 9 and 10, he says, He who supplies seed to the sower will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Why did God bless you? Why did God let you go to a great church? Why did God bless you 
with the strength you have. Why did God do this? Why did God do that? Because he wants you to answer the call, have a reset, and your life to be multiplied and for you to really, really make your mark. Really make your mark. You see, the chain reaction to becoming a Christ follower is is fundamentally reshaping of your life. You look at everything you've been given as a seed now for sowing. Everything I've been given is a seed for sowing. There are two things that you can do with a seed when it's given to you. You can grind it up for food or you can plant it. Now some of you are saying, my pastor, you don't understand. I don't feel very blessed. My life's been pretty hard. I haven't had a lot. No matter who you are or what season has God has put you in, he has given you seed to sow. Jesus one day observed a woman who put in only two pennies in our, in our modern day, put in two pennies into the offering, two mites. And she probably didn't feel very financially blessed when people around her were dropping, you know, dropping dimes. And all she dropped was pennies. And she, she looked and she stepped, but Jesus said, He gave more, that she gave more than everyone else because she took what God gave her and multiplied it. Because God works in that process. God does not ever call you to give what you don't have. You are called to give what you have and offer it to God and then let God get involved in the process and start multiplying and this is the deal what I'm talking to today. I told you I'm not, this is not about money today, but it does fit, but it's not what I'm talking about. You can offer your pain to God. See, we don't think about that much, but you can offer your pain to God. Now watch this. God calls you. You answer. You have a reset in your life, and you are left with a past of brokenness, pain, abuse, struggle, wrong decisions that have been put upon you and wrong decisions that you made. But when God resets you after the call, after the answer, and after the reset, he takes your pain and begins to multiply it to feed the church. Boy, I hope that might. And I, so I've been, I've been given this hurt and this pain, and that didn't come from God, but I cut this pain, and all of a sudden I have a reset, and what used to be my thing that, boy, put me down every time, destroyed my life. Now I have, once I've been reset, God, and I give it to God, God takes my brokenness and turns it into a testimony. Come on, Jared. He turns it into a testimony. And all of a sudden, what do I do when I testify? I stand and I say, I was broken. But he saved me. He changed me. I don't know if this can help anybody, but I'm putting it out here. And one person in the back is going, you're telling my story right there. And that is a life-changing story that if he can do it for you, he can do it for me. 
the testimony. It's the multiplication of what God has. And I want to tell you this. This is a great statement. In the Christian life, nothing is wasted. Your pain doesn't have to be forgotten. It can be used to feed and bless and change. I want to tell you this. There is something that you went through in your life that God wants to use and he's put you in this body for a reason to use it because there are people that he's bringing to the body that need your testimony so that they can continue the seed. (laughs) Because if they're going to have harvest one day in their life, they need the seed of your testimony to get there. Man, 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 man. Ooh, man, man. And God can use you in a way to bless others. This is one of my favorite statements, and this statement hit me a few years ago, and it, it's got a whole story around it, and some of the story I can't even tell because it's a given to God story that I don't want my right hand to know what my left hand is doing, but this this. This right here is huge. This is huge. And I want, you to, I want you to see this statement. God can use you in a way to bless others that they thank God because of you. Is that cool? In other words, you can give so big. You can give your pain. You can give your struggle. You can, man, it can, it can, you can give your blessing. You can give whatever it is and put it on the table so much that, watch this, not you get the glory, that God gets praise because of your gift. (laughs) You want to see some powerful praise and worship? Watch when you give so big that somebody around you has their hands worshiping God because of the gift that you gave. You talking about, well, I'm bored in worship. I don't like that song. Oh, bro, you missed worship. The problem is you've become an island to yourself and you're not giving anymore. And when you start giving and start seeing people around you respond, that's one of the most beautiful things in the world is when you become a soul winner for Christ. Because all of a sudden, you, when you start seeing your babies that God has given you, lift their hands and praise God because of the gift that you gave, your worship's going to go to a whole new place. Man, 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 man. I'm having more fun preaching than you know. I'm just glad I get to do it again. So here at Parkway, you are a part of what we're doing and we, we really believe God has something really big for this church. He's been working on my hide even this week, setting us up of something I haven't even got to share with y'all and I'm not sharing it with you today. Something I feel like is really big that God did. He started speaking. He gave me a call. I'm answering. I'm in the process of answering. And he's, re, he's working the reset process, building my faith. And there's going to be a multiplication, and I'm going to share it with you someday, hopefully sooner than later. But I think it's going to be awesome. It's more than just a new little thing in the church. No, it's, it's, I think God's going to do something big. He's got big things for this church. 
Can I get a witness of an amen? But right now, let me just tell you right where we are. This is, this, I'm heading into the altar call, but it's going to be a different altar call. We had Corona hit this church, COVID-19 hit this church in, was it around March? The church went into quarantine. By the way, we have a gentleman here that moved to this area in April, started watching our services during the quarantine, and today's his first day to be here. Let's give it up for him. And uh, we're so, so glad that you're with us today, Eric. And I, I, we went through all this unique time starting in March and all the stuff that's going on. And, and in this process, prior to this process, our teams, our dream team was, was, was rock, rocking it. I mean, it was doing good. We, of course, you always have areas you need to work on, and I'm not going to act like everything was perfect. But we had, for the most part, our teams were filled. We were marching. Good things were happening. The church was growing. We were at the beginning of the year. January to March was having one of our best years we've had. Our, our, our attendance in our church was the highest that had ever been in the 80-some-odd years of the church, 85, I don't know what it is now. I mean, God was, I'm saying he was doing it. He, he, he's still doing something big, but I'm just giving, I'm laying the groundwork. And we hit this moment where our entire world is thrown into a tizzy and we go into lockdown. And what happens is, you know, there's when you go into lockdown, you don't have a connection cafe. You don't have... You don't have people showing up to do kids ministry and you don't have people working in the parking lot, serving in the parking lot. You don't have, you don't, and what happens, what happens is our teams, they're still there, but they felt like they were dissolving. Are you understand what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, then we opened the church back up as soon as we could. A lot of, uh, we're not better than anybody, but we just chose in this church to open before a lot of people did because we were like, we, we want to get back to church. There's some churches that are they're still not having church. They're not starting until 2021. We've been having church so long, we don't, they tell me that, I'm like, huh? We've been having church a long time. That doesn't make us better. It's just the decision that we made, and I hope, you, well, I think you did agree with it. You showed back up. So, um, but, thank you. So, so, but we show back up, and we show back up in a two-service format before COVID, if you remember, we were in a one-service format, and now we're in a two-service format, and we have to do that. And we, and, and, and when it, we have to do that because to, to give us space, because if we had a one-service, it would be crammed, and so we had to do to have space. But in the process, in the process, God's blessed the church, and we have so many new people coming in the body of Christ. Isn't that exciting? So, but the unique thing is, and here, I'm laying the groundwork, and I've got to hurry up, but our teams, when we started back, due to the six-week lag, when we started back, people started trickling back. And I'm not fussing. I'm just, it's just where we are. And people, people start trickling back at the level of their, uh, where they were at in life, whether they were nervous, scared, whatever, okay. Had an had a issue, that, that uh, physical issue, maybe they couldn't come back. So they trickled back. And every week I see new people that I'm going, oh, I haven't seen you in six months. And 
and, and it's so exciting. But in the process of the trickling back of our teams and people coming back, our teams have suffered so much. And so we started back kids' ministry with like two people. And my Abby, who is our kids' pastor, uh, Macy and Paige become the people that when they first started, it was like Abby and Macy and Paige. Who's next week? Abby, Macy, and Paige. Who's the third week? Abby, Macy, and Paige. And then there's others, don't get me wrong, but it was, it was, it was slim. What about ushers? Slim. Cafe. Well, let's just do, let's just do drip coffee only, no specialties. We don't have the people. We have two people serving. What about, um, now y'all don't, this is stuff you don't know because the church is moving and operating. We got to make it happen. What, what about this ministry and what about that ministry and Man, we just put it together. We're just trying to, trying to make it happen, and, and it has. But guess what? Guess what? Last Sunday, I don't know about this Sunday. It'll probably be, be even greater, but last Sunday we had four, to, with both services, we had 441 people in the house on both services. Isn't that exciting? Now, now that's, that's still not where we were, but it's, it's, it's awesome. And it would be even less than that if we didn't have so many new people come. But because there's a lot of people who are still not back. And that's okay. I'm not fussing at them. I'm just saying they're still not back. But due to it, our teams are struggling. And so God began to kind of lay something on my heart, and I shared it with our dream team coach, Courtney. And first she went, like, oh, God. And she kept thinking and praying about it and she said, you know what, I think it's going to work. And so this is what we're doing today. This is what we're doing today. I preached a message that was the call. You're the, you're the children of the church that is the descendants of Abraham that received that call. See how it breaks down? You're that. You received the call today to go, to step out, to become, to be a game changer. Now you have to make the answer and do what God has called you to do, step out and, make, and, and do something for the Lord, and then he's resetting you, and he is then going to multiply you. And so today, we're going to do a reset on our dream teams. Just play just a little bit quieter, just a little bit quieter. Not for, for not, I, I, I just got, I, you got to hear this. You've got to hear this. So we're resetting our dream. If I had a big old button up here today, a reset button, I would jump on it. Like, okay? And this is what we're doing. We're resetting our dream teams. This is a little scary for the church, but we're doing it. If you have been serving in an area, as of today, we're clearing all the teams out. You're going, but I love to serve in my spot. Good, 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 good. Hang on. We're clearing everything out. So if you used to be on this team, right now there is a leader of that team, and we're clearing the teams out. Why is that? Because we still have people that are, it, where it hit me is that we're struggling, but we have almost as many people as we used to have. Are you seeing this still? 
In other words, we're struggling with our teams, but we have this almost the same amount of people coming. So we've got to reset because maybe people haven't chose to come back yet, and that's fine. And when they come back, we're going to have a spot for them to sign back up. We're not, we're not being ugly here. We're just we're resetting. But it's crazy for the church to not move forward when we have the people in the house. Does this make sense to you? In other words, it's crazy for us for to have two kids here. I mean, two people working this field. Two, they, when we have is almost as many people that are ready to move and go forward. And so we're, we're taking a big step out in faith and we're stepping out of the call and we're hitting the reset button. God reset us. And now we are wanting you to step up and say, he called me, I'm going to answer. And during this reset, I'm going to give God the best that I have and he's going to make up the difference. And when I give him the best that I have, the next thing is there's going to be a multiplication. I believe God has revival for this church in 2021. I really, really do. But, but, but there has to be another. When I started this message today, I said this message is pivotal for our church. And the reason why is we cannot move forward without teams. We can't do church and we can't lead people to Christ without hands and feet of Jesus called the church. And so maybe you've never served. Maybe you're currently serving. That's awesome, but maybe you've never served. If you have been through Discover, you're ready to go. We want to plug you in. If you've not been through Discover, December 6th is the opportunity for you to go through Discover. That's our own ramp for, Discover, uh, for, for getting involved. And so that's December the 6th. But today, what we're going to do, I want you to get your pieces of paper out as our dream team prepares. I, I want you to uh, get the piece of paper out that are around you. There's one for you. There's a lot of these in the house. And if you can't find one, if you can't find one, uh, Brandon and Courtney, uh, just stand right there. Would you do that? If, and I want you to, if you don't have a piece of paper around you, I want you to raise your hand, and uh, Brandon and, and Courtney will come to where you are. All right, anybody? Anybody need a piece of paper? Anybody need a piece of paper? I want to make sure everybody's good. If there's, there's things around you. So this is what we're going to do today. I'm going to introduce you to our leaders. So we're having a reset. So for instance, we have an incredible parking team. And as of today, nobody's on the parking team except the leader. And they already know about this. Nobody's on the parking team. In other words, this. If this is your opportunity that you want to change ministries and you want to serve in a new place, this is your chance. We're not going to get our feelings hurt. We're going to say, man, God's calling you. It's time to reset, and God's about to multiply, and you're going to make a mark in what you're doing. Is that cool? So I'm going to introduce our ministries, and then... I want you to sign it. And look, if you'll see on your paper here today, I want to go through this real quick. It says name, date, your contact number. Please put those things down. You have a pen right there with you. If you need that, just holler. But there's three things you can check which statement relates to you. I am renewing my commitment to serve on the dream team. I have checked, I have checked below. In other words, this. This is where you check if you have been serving in an area you like where you're serving, and you want to stay on that team, okay? I am renewing my commitment to serve on, this, on the dream team. I have checked below. 
and the below is this part right here. So just go, say you've already been serving, example, example in parking, you want to stay in parking, check that one, and then choose that ministry where you've been serving and going, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in like Flynn, all right? I want to stay right there. The next one is I'm choosing to serve in another team from where I was previously serving, and I've checked that below, okay? We're going to look at this closely. In other words, there you go, I want to serve, but I want to serve in a different spot, all right? So I'm choosing to serve in another team from where I was previously serving. That, in other words, that lets us know you're no longer going to be here. You're going to want to. You want to be here, okay? And then the third is this is my first time to serve, and I'd like to serve in the dream team that I checked below. In other words, you've never served, never been on any team, or maybe you just got on a team. You're fresh or whatever. This is my first time to serve, and I would like to serve in the dream team that I checked below. And then check that one and then, and then choose the place of your choice. And then have you been through Discover? Have you been through, in other words, you're just saying, hey, I want to serve. We just want to know, have you been through Discover? And if not, if not we're going we're gonna to call and invite you. Rhonda, stand up. Rhonda, this is the sweet lady that's going to call you and say, hey, notice you checked that you, you haven't gone through Discover and you, you want to serve, but you haven't been through Discover. Rhonda's going to call you and you go, hey, do you want to serve, okay? And, and you get on Dream Team, okay? And she'll tell you all about it. Did I sound like her? All right. So their next class is on December the 6th. So this is the, this is the form that we'd like for you to fill out. When you get through filling out your form, I, don't want, I just want you to put it on, next to you right there. You don't have to carry it with you. You don't have to hand it to anybody. You don't have to drop it off. We're going to have a team when the service dismisses. Pick these up. Now, I want to introduce our teams and tell you who they are. Number one, Eric, you can start it off. You'll be like our first Vanna White here today, all right? Yeah, this is parking team. How many of you, how many of you like to drive on the parking lot and see these good-looking Men, women, whoever it may be out there waving stuff, telling people about what, you know, waving at you. and, and, and uh, huh? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. This is that, that team, and it's led by Eric Brown. They, they not only help people park, greet people, it's our first touch. It's our first touch to all of our church family on Sunday they're our first touch, our first touch. So their smiling faces, uh, this team is so valuable. We've had people say they pulled up and immediately they felt like all of the fear feelings kind of melt around them because this team was so kind, so kind. We have plans that we take, take this future, I mean, a better, greater, all these things. Uh, and not only that, this is the group that drives the golf carts and brings people up to here, uh, and and so this that's what this team does, led by Eric Brown. Give it up for give it up for our parking team and Eric Brown. Next is guest services, led by the team lead is Amanda Bloodworth. Amanda Bloodworth. They have the opportunity to greet guests and members as they enter the doors. If you have a friendly smile, outgoing personality, and genuine love. For people, you would be a great fit for this team. You don't need to be that person that is like this. This is that person that's like, how you doing? You know, exciting. That looked a little cheesy, didn't it? But 
smile on your face, exuberant. We want you on this team, and that's by Amanda Bloodworth. Give it up for uh, our team lead, man. Next is our usher team. It's led by Jody Tate. Jody Tate is uh, in, in Colorado today, but he, today to one of his team members is standing with him today, and that is Aaron Laird. Aaron is standing in for him today. Our usher team collects the offering each service and also assists guest services and with seating. And let's give it up for our great usher team who serve on a weekly basis. Next is Connection Cafe. How about that coffee, donuts, the whole deal? Our Connection Cafe, our team lead is Jennifer Tice. Give it up for Jennifer Tice. They serve coffee and pastries, and we really want to get this back to where it was pre-COVID. We just need team members, just need team members. This is a fun, fast-paced area to serve. If you like, as you say, I don't even know how to make coffee. I don't even like coffee. That's all right. Are you a lot of fun? Do you like the energy of a room? This huge is a huge area because once they walk in, all of you walk in, the next place you go to is like, take me to the gas station. And the gas station is Connection Cafe. How about this church gives free coffee? How about that? How about that? We used to, we used to, charge, we used to charge for all our drip coffee, and one day we said, we're going to make coffee free, all of our drip coffee. Our specialty coffees cost, but our drip coffees are free. And Jennifer says, Pastor, we're not going to make any money. And I said, man, these people already are givers, and we want to give back to them. And so we give you free coffee on Sunday. But they need, they need help. Connection Cafe is moving and grooving and, and, and operating, and we want to get back to all of our specialty drinks. And next is... Uh, a, a ministry called Plant Love. Plant Love is the team lead is Savannah Gauthier. Let me tell you about this ministry. It keeps our campus beautiful by taking care of the flower beds and the plants. We also change out seasonal flowers for a fresh look outside. This ministry last uh, season, right before COVID planted a ton of new trees that we're going to someday uh, have the blessing of, but they're very little ones right now, but they're going to be awesome one day. This is a great, great ministry. Jump in and serve here if you love all of that type ministry. Give it up one more time for Plant Love. This is one of our hub ministries. In other words, this is, this one's here. This is a rock, and it's Parkway Kids. And it's the team lead is Abby Bryan. This is our children's ministry for ages three months to fifth grade. Team leaders serve on a four-week rotation. That's our goal. That's why we need more folks. Opportunities to serve include rocking babies, teaching, sound, media, games, small group leaders, arts and crafts, Praise and worship, decorating, check-in. It requires a background check. You're going, oh, well, that wiped me out. <laughs> but it does require a background check, and the team lead is Abby Bryan. This ministry is amazing. How many did you have? Let's go last Sunday. How many kids 
in both services together? Uh, we second service we had 54. First service? Uh, 20. 20. So a total of 74 kids last Sunday. <laughs> Amazing. Did you know the average church in America, the average size of the church in America is in the 70s? Our kids' ministry is the size of most average churches in America. We need people to serve. We need people to serve. Parkway Kids. One students. One students. The team lead is Alec Keedy. That was all. That was all silliness. That boy serves our junior high and high school students every Wednesday night. There are a variety of opportunities to serve, which includes welcoming students, singing or playing an instrument, helping with pre-service activities, and leading a small group. It does require a background check, and we give it up for our awesome. Hold on, hold on, before we do that, how many did y'all have Wednesday night? Uh, right at 70. Right at 70 students Wednesday night. We really need some, we need some folks. We need some, um, we need some couples. They're dying to have folks to help them that have a little bit of age on them. So even if you think, well, I'm not cool enough for down there, we really need you because we need some uncool people down there. <laughs> we need some people to serve, man, all right? We need you, okay? One student, Parkway Worship. Parkway Worship is the team lead is Scott Popek. Today he's out of town and standing in for him is the one and only Matty Elliott. <laughs> Scott Popek leads this ministry as a vital part to our service at Parkway every single weekend plus Wednesday night. Those who have vocal or instrumental talent, you can meet with our worship pastor, Scott Popek and find that next step and being able to get involved in this ministry and see if it is a right fit for you. And so if you sing like me, it's probably not a right fit for you, and Scott will help you coach you in that. But if you have talent in this area, we would love for you to get to be a part of this. Let's give it up for our worship team who serve weekly in amazing ways. This next area we desperately need help in, and it's called live production, live production. It includes, uh, and our team lead is Jake Pippen. Let me tell you what this involves. It includes audio, video, lighting, and media. This team serves to make sure our services come to life with excellence, no experience is required. We will try our best to teach you and train you in lights, all, all of the areas that I just told you, audio, video, lighting, and media. Right now, just kind of let you briefly know, we have two people serving and are working our, uh, serving in our soundboard. It's Darren and Jake. We desperately need more help in serving. We have some Wednesday nights, we literally do not have anybody to be on the, on the deal. Uh, that happened two Wednesday nights ago. We didn't even have anybody on there. We turned it on and people, we didn't have anybody to serve in that area. And for this size church, that wasn't the way it always was, but it's, right now, we just need help. We just need help. And so we're calling you in those areas. Uh, and, and again, you say, man, I'm not a guru and all that. We'll train you, we'll train you. 
and we'll do the best we can to be a part of it. All right, next is first responders, and the team lead is Robbie Tice. They strive to provide our attendees with excellent first aid care in emergency or non-emergency situations. This is a great place to serve for those that have medical experience. Uh, we have had a number of issues during our services or before that this group is, is, is put into place to serve uh, and be a help and be a blessing to you. Robbie's heading us up and doing a wonderful job. Hey, I hope we never need your ministry. But if we, when we do, or if we do, thank you for you and your team serving this. Thank you so much. Next is security. The security and the team lead is a short little fellow named Ed Martin. Ed Martin. He's, they serve, this team serves to keep our church body safe on a weekly basis through video monitoring. Right now, during the service, the, all of the services, there is someone outside in another room video monitoring every part of our campus, every part of this room. Isn't that awesome? And they're watching out for us. That's in another room. They don't even come in the service. They're in another spot. We have that, so we have that. That's happening. These men and women who serve in this ministry you don't see them. They don't make their self known. But even in this room right now, there's people that are here to protect you. They're set up. They're ready. There's people watching your children. There's people watching our lobby. Isn't that amazing? Let's give it up for this incredible team. By the way, you don't have to be that large to serve on this team. We will take short folks, middle-sized folks, large folks, any. We'll, they'll teach you. They'll train you. And if this fits you, uh, we'll, you'll have an interview with Ed Martin. Next is events and also combined with events. And, and maybe some of you need to listen to this because you used to be on what we call a staging team. We're kind of combining them with this with events. And so events slash staging team. Is a fun and oh, it's led by Taylor Keating. My Taylor Keating is the team lead. Team lead. This team is a fun and creative. There are several areas to serve, which include shopping. Boy, you got the right one on that one. Decorating, setting up, cooking, serving. Parkway has several large events a year that we do for the entire church. And the team lead, Taylor Keating, is happy to welcome any new team members. And she's doing a great job, and she would love to have you a part of this. Now, this, why don't we give it up for our events and staging team. So, if you will put that piece of paper by, just leave it on the chair next to you. If you signed up for one of these, I preach this message, and this is the altar call. This is the altar call. The altar call is not coming around the front snotting and crying. <laughs> the altar call is serving. It's serving. It's going. Our fourth dot, our fourth dot and our dots is make your mark. We literally believe when you give God everything you've got, God's going to multiply it and you're going to make your mark. There is going to be a reason that you live and have being is because God wants you to have your, make your mark, and when you give it to him, he's going to multiply it. So you say, man, I don't have, 
Maybe I'm an elderly person and I think, man, I don't know that I can find my purposes. You could step down in the area of kids' ministry and just help with check-in. Or you can rock a baby. Or, you, I mean, what I'm saying is we could go down through here and God has given us this, almost the same amount of people as before COVID. Why can't we reappeal to you, reset our teams, and let God multiply them that we make a mark? I believe God wants to make a mark with his church. If you feel that way and you love your church family, would you stand with me today? And so I believe that through all of this, you've had time to fill that out. If you haven't, you can just sit down when we dismiss, fill it out. Again, leave the form at your seat. We'll pick that up for you. And uh, let's pray. Let's pray. How about it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I don't know why you called me. I, don't know why, I, do, I do not know why you called each and every one of us. Sometimes we don't see what you see in us. But thank you for calling us. Thank you for calling us. Whoo, I'm glad we got the call, Lord. I'm glad this church is the descendants, descendants, God, and, 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 and the chip off the block that we want to go, we want to serve, we want to answer the call, we want God you to reset our life, we want you to take our pain, we want you to take our gifts, and we want to give them to you that you turn them into a blessing and turn them into a testimony. God, there's some people in this room that had the gift of giving, and they've given, and God's multiplied. Somehow people have, they've had so much pain, and God, you multiply and use their testimony, and people are saved because of them, and people are worshiping because they gave. All, all of these areas, God, just use it. Some of you, some of them, God, you've given them backgrounds where they know how to serve people through helping with medical things, God. They give that back to you, that gift that you gave to them, and God, they give it back to you, and God, you multiply that they can make their mark in the house of God, in the kingdom of God. Some have served in, in the area of, 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 of being a law officer or, or somewhere in that field or just feel compelling to help protect the church. And God, God, we give that back to you, the Lord, that you can use, you can use. God, maybe a student ministry when, when you were young made a world of a difference and you, you changed your life. And, and now, God, I want you to use people that you've done that far to, to help change other students' lives. Multiply and make a difference. God, we don't want to die. We don't want to live and die and not have our life have any meaning. We want to make our mark, God. And I ask you to use us in ways beyond measure. Let this weekend be a game changer for Parkway in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Did you enjoy today? Man, I hope you did. I, it, was, it was a fun day for us. Our team this week has been praying. Some have been fasting about this because they know how huge this is if we're going to go to the next level, and we are going the next level. God, I believe that in Jesus' name. God bless you. Give it up one more time for all of our team leaders, our dream team. And before you dismiss, I want to tell you, uh, Courtney Pippen is our dream team coach. Would she step up here real quick? She is our dream team coach oh man she's doing a great job we are so big we are so big about this being a new step for us 
that we just took this room and completely overhauled it, put money into it. It is now our Dream Team Central, and it's going to be a game changer for, for all the folks who serve. You get to come in there. When you walk in the door, the first thing you do, come to this place. We have a huddle for you in that morning, a quick huddle. We have coffee. We treat you extra special because you're the hands and feet of this church. And so it's an awesome room. Go by there, check it out. It'll make you want to serve. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. We will see you this coming week in Jesus' name.